Starting your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern-day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice, and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parent in Hell with... Can you say Rob Beckett? And Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. Josh Widdicombe. There we go. Oh, wow. Can I guess where they're from? Guess where they're from. Birmingham Way. Very close. Stoke-on-Trent. Not oh, far. Oh, not too far. Not um, too far. In fact, I've got his exact address because he's done one of those. You know that when you do a voice note and it saves it as the address where you've done it from? Oh, I didn't know that happens. Yeah, sometimes it'll just label it because of where the phone says you are. Anyway. You can't just drop that on me, does it? Because sometimes I lie about where I am. (laughs) (laughs) Just in the cab on the way home. (laughs) Oh, nightmare traffic. (laughs) (laughs) Does it do that? What's that? What's that? I've I've, I've got one from you before. It says Stringfellows. And you're like, I'm five minutes from doing the podcast. Just making a cup of tea. Yeah, well, I was actually in Spearmint Rhino, but I want to look flashier. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Brown's Bar, Shoreditch, actually, <laughs> pounding a pint. Oh, my God. Does that still exist? Yeah, it's still there. Hello, you know? Rob and Josh, because I live around the corner, Rob. Oh, yeah, it's my local. You're allowed to go in there and put a no, pound. No, Is it still I'm... a pound in a pint until the pints fall and then they strip? I don't know, Rob. I don't go inside, but it's near to Shoom. But you're aware of the place. It's a, it's a cultural... It's a if cultural... you're not aware, in East London, there's a bar called Brown's Bar, which I have been to once or twice when I was a younger man, where you go in, it's late-night drinking place, but then there's a strippers, and they go around with a pint glass, and if it's filled with enough pound coins, they do a strip. Yeah. Have you been there? No, I haven't, Rob. But I ever I, not once out of intrigue. Well, you've got to remember when I was a a, a young tearaway with a, oh yeah with the morals of a guy in his young tw- in his early twenties. Yeah, I didn't really live in this area, so I didn't know of its existence until oh. I become the stiffest of stiff necks. So you were just at home on Babe Station, were you, <laughs> Rob? Weren't aware of the local facilities. Exactly. I, I, okay. I was living in Turnpike Lane, Rob. <laughs> It's a different world up there, isn't it? It's much more measured. Turnpike Lane was... It was rough. 
It was rough. It was rough. Oh, was it? What was it? 50p in a, a short glass? Tom Crane, who I lived with, had a gun pulled on him. Tom, oh my, Tom Cray, out of everyone I've ever known, him having a gun pulled on is probably the funniest person to have a gun pulled on. <laughs> this is the man that's got swollen elbows and cancelled a gig five minutes before because his elbows got too big through. He flooded the people below. We were in a flat, the people below hated us. He flooded them because he yeah. fell asleep in the shower. Covering the plug hole with his ass. <laughs> he fell asleep in the shower. <laughs> yeah, in the shower. Okay, well, and then they pulled a gun on him because of that. No, no, that, no these were different incidents. <laughs> these okay, were different incidents. Okay, all right. Let's yeah. not get bogged down by this. And right. I can just say, I don't like going to strip clubs. No. And I went yeah. a couple of times when yeah. I was younger, but I don't yeah, go anymore. Course, Even on stag do's. Well, I have been on, on stag do's, but I, I, I don't want to be there and I stay at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Is that fair? Have you been to a strip club on a stag do? Do you know what? I haven't. No. But. I, I put it at the bottom of my list of things. Actually, one above paintballing, which is fucking awful. Right. <laughs> Hello. It's just terrible paintballing. Just the worst experience in the world. Have you been? I haven't been paintballing. I just think I'd get angry and try and fight the person that was shooting me. Just with my fists. Oh, man. Just some guy who's just obviously annoyed that he's not in the army shouting at you going who's gonna win red or blue and you're like i don't yeah. care i'm scared in my experience anything that's sold face to face in a shopping center isn't a good day out <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so, uh, hello um, robert josh here's my two-year-old oh god is that we've, we've already wrapped it in today <laughs> Look, let's get this stoke guy let's see what he's got to say her name is grace and being trying to get her to say your names for ages she would always say it when i wasn't recording but as soon as i got the phone out she would go mute finally a breakthrough interesting we caught her off guard recording her names as she was exploring a new culinary delights of garlic bread dipped in strawberry yogurt oh i mean Astonishing, considering how bland the food my daughter will eat is. Oh my god, it's insane, isn't it? Oh mate, the bowl of plain pasta. It's the just, bowl of plain pasta. It's haunting what? my dreams. What is going on? <laughs> what is wrong with their pathetic little tongues? They're like sort of rationing evacuee kids. A bowl of plain pasta. Come on, mate. Come on. <laughs> Splash of Tommy sauce at least. <laughs> There's a whole world out there. It must be the worst <laughs> holiday as well, right? Bowl of plain pasta. Then they eat it more when I pick it up and put it in my pocket and feed it to them like dog treats. Oh, what is what? Wrong, wrong with kids? Why? Did we do this? I Were don't... we bowl of plain pasta? My mum said on holiday once, I wouldn't eat anything. When I was three, they went to a place in Spain at my dad's mate's villa. We'll read into that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's seen her Rise of the Foot Soldier documentaries and films <laughs> yeah it's normal for a working class family just go to a villa in Spain for three weeks no questions asked His dad's, my dad's mate was called Mickey Pie <laughs> well, no, no, who's, no, who's the one for only fools and horses that's Mickey Pie isn't it no Mickey um, I can see him as well yeah I know he's got the little hat on his little face yeah the little port pie Mickey Pierce Mickey Pierce that's the one yeah anyway sorry so we've got space in Spain my mum all I would eat was cheese sandwiches and pickled onions she packed loads of loaves of bread loads of lumps of cheese and pickled onions and I ate that for three weeks oh my god wow no wonder I was a fat little bastard god do you know when um the Beatles, uh, they went to India uh, to go to the uh, Maharishi, his kind of yoga and meditation retreat. He loved all that, didn't he, Lennon? Yeah, Lennon and Harrison all over it. Ringo, uh, his suitcase, just tins of baked beans. <laughs> 
That's all he took. Just full suitcase of baked beans. Heavy case. (laughs) Before wheels on a suitcase. That was before wheels and pre plastic cups for baked beans. You know, you get the little four packs for kids. Yeah. You know, that's pure tin and no wheels. Ringo, big strong drummer arm dragging that round Gatwick. (laughs) Got there, forgot his tin opener. Absolute nightmare. (laughs) Bit of fun, bit of fun. Uh, but right, Josh, how have you been? Have you... Oh, Josh, congratulations. This week you recorded the Royal Variety performance. Well, I've got some exciting news from the Royal Variety performance for you, Rob. Oh, go on. What did, did Megan turn up and have it out with Kate? <laughs> yeah. That's how we... <laughs> it was like... Oh, no, but I no. did meet uh, their Royal Highnesses. Oh. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, Kate and William. Kate and William, yes. How are they? Well, Rob, mm. am I set? As, uh, as you'd imagine, yep. covered both parenting and having a stiff neck. You'll be glad to hear. So you actually did a routine about having an actual stiff neck? I've got, well, I, I, a bad neck, yeah. I've got yeah you, so you've got, because that's where it started from, the, the yeah. stiff neck thing from your bad neck. But you've got a routine about having a bad neck and having kids because yeah. you're a cool, hip young guy. Exactly. I, I, I looked at the Royal Variety audience. And I thought, I know how to play this. That is, do you know what? That is incredibly astute because I had a terrible time the first time I did it by talking about me and they did not want to hear it. I went on after diversity. It was like going on after a Star Wars film. I didn't have a chance. It's mad what you've gone after. I went after the cast of Matilda. I mean, you're good, Josh, but you're not cast of Matilda good. No, I'm not cast Just of... with words. They've got dance routines, children singing, and you shuffle out. So, obviously, you stand in the lineup to meet the Royals in, in order of performance. Yeah. I was next to Matilda. Oh, that was She'd good. She'd been at school that day and then just come and knocked out the Royal Variety performance in the evening. She's going to school the next day. So, who, so you had Matilda there, who's going to be probably some sort of Oscar-winning megastar when she's older. Yeah. And who was on your other side? Uh, Chris McCausland who we've had on the show. You, you, yeah, I forget, you only will go on TV with a disabled person, don't you? Exactly. That's your thing. <laughs> you couldn't bear to be there with two able-bodied people. Always, if he's not next to a disabled person, he's not on TV. So the reason Chris McCausland was on next to me wasn't yeah. that we were next to each other in the um, order, but because Chris uh, was using me to um, show him where to go. Yes. So how did, did how does that work? Did because Chris is, is that because Chris knows you the best, or were the producers like, look, we've got a blind guy, Widdicombe can sort it. He knows what he's doing. He's dealt with he's dealt with no feet before on last week. <laughs> he can do no eyes. He's got a name. He's called Alex, mate. He's not called <laughs> No Feet. <laughs> oh, is, is that, is, is, he's got a name. He's got a name. <laughs> no feet. Yeah, and I got an email a few days before saying, would you be willing to do this? And I thought, Imagine saying no. No, imagine. (laughs) No, fuck him. Good luck, Chris. See you later. I don't know whether I was the first to get the email, whether Rod Stewart had gone, absolutely not. (laughs) Rod Stewart, like, no, leave it out, mate. I'm a a knight. I ain't got time for that shit. (laughs) Well, no, also, you do know Chris the best, so it's a lot easier, isn't it? He's a lovely bloke, Chris. Well, that's amazing. You're next to Chris McCall's and and the cast of Matilda. Do you know who I stood um, when I did it? Who was either side of me? No. Um, The Chuckle Brothers and Bernie Clifton. (laughs) Great guys, but, you know. It's very rare that you're the alternative act, isn't it, Rob? (laughs) (laughs) How's the edgy guy? These mainstream losers. I'm going to shuffle on and do some of my stiff neck shit about, you know, whimsy. Bloody Stuart Lee stood between the Chuckle Brothers and Bernie Clifton. Look at him with a wry smile. Going to write about this in one of his blogs, isn't he, old Beckett? So. Yeah, go on, sorry. Little chat with Will. 
Will, Big Willie style. He's very lean, isn't he? Yeah. He's lost a bit of weight. He's quite fit and healthy. He's taller than you expect as well. Very tall. And that's with no hair. Yeah. Imagine if he had a quiff. Exactly. Imagine. It would be a it would be. big guy. Imagine if he just came back and he had a quiff. <laughs> yeah. He's a Wayne Rooney. I, I want to meet Prince. Well, I have met Prince Charles. I want to meet him again and look at his fingers because he's got big sausage fingers. Have you seen his fingers? No. It's like a thing on the internet. It's like a TikTok trend. Is it? He's got really, he's got sausage, he's got fingers like Cumberland sausages. Has he? I don't know, but then hopefully it's not some sort of condition, and I apologise no. if it is, or he's just got big fat red posh man fingers. <laughs> yeah, you, you get the feeling it's a posh thing. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I just imagine having big red posh fingers, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just Googling Prince Charles fingers. Yeah, honestly, mate, Google Prince Charles fingers sausages. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Oh, you wouldn't want to wear a ring, would you? Well, I don't know. Camilla seems happy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he, what was I saying? Yeah, so I had a little chat with Will. Yeah. We're still touring stuff, blah, 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 blah. Just general, okay, yeah, thanks, that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Kate comes along. Yeah. She starts talking. Yeah. She says, oh, he's parenting, eh? <laughs> I thought, here's my chance. Oh, go on, what'd you do? I said, well, actually, Kate, I do a, a parenting podcast with Rob Beckett, and we'd love to have you on. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> What did she say? She kind of laughed politely and then we moved on. Oh, well, she's done Giovanna Fletcher's, isn't she? I know, yeah. Well, that's what I found out later. What you should have said is, look, apparently now you go, yeah, do you want another kid, but this time with hair, come and see Widdicom. <laughs> like a big shaggy dog over her. Hairline for days, Widdicom. So there we go. Well, fingers crossed that that booking comes off. Exactly. We, we, I've got a number, so I'll give her a text. Yeah, yeah, look, good stuff. Just to be clear, I haven't got a number. So um, you did that, and then you went out on the and got drunk, and then you had to do last leg the next day. Oh. So what? What's how? Yeah. You, well, now it's Saturday. So that was Thursday, Friday last leg. Yeah. Saturday, you're up now at ten a.m. Saturday we're recording for Tuesday. Oh uh, well, so, so I got home at one yesterday. One a.m. Yeah. So you know, Rob, the the, the nursery rhymes that were the, the complete game changer because they were getting him back to sleep. Yes, they're getting you to sleep. Yep, yep, yep. We recorded on the Saturday. By the time the podcast went out on the Tuesday, they had stopped working. Oh no! Oh, that's a shame. You probably there's probably people sending you new recommendations oh, now. Right. Even by the time of broadcast, so he was up at four twenty today. Four twenty. Oh, that was the other thing. The night before Royal Variety, we moved him into his own room. What a decision that was. So you moved the, the baby into his own room the night before the Royal Variety performance? The right before the Royal Variety performance. Did he sleep? Yeah, he sleeps fine. He sleeps through. If you count sleeping to 4.20, <laughs> sleeping through. It depends when you start that through system, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. If you're saying night time's 4pm, then he's sleeping through. Yeah, right. Well, he sleeps 7 till 4.20. 7, that's not... Well, normally 7 till 5. But then he's he up for the day at 4.20? Well, he more or less is every day. Today, yeah. I managed to get him back to sleep at quarter past 5. So you got in at 1am? Yeah. Got up at 4.20? Well, Rose got up to feed him. Then he was still making noise. Yeah. So neither of us were sleeping. So I was like, I'll go in and I'll just try and get him <laughs> to sleep. Because it's basically... I thought it's a write-off, and I was like, I'll just do some until Rose yeah. had enough sleep, and then I can go back to bed for the whole morning. What do, what do you think got him off to sleep? Your sort of sad eyes or the smell of alcohol in your breath? <laughs> well, it was in the pitch black, Rob. Oh, okay. Pitch black. You're sat there, three hours sleep, doubly hungover. I thought, there's no way he's getting to sleep, and so I... It was because it was pitch black. I had one ear in, one of my earbuds, or AirPods, or whatever they're bloody called, <laughs> listening to a podcast... <laughs> Rocking him in the pitch black. What podcast? I, I listen, John, because that's what I listen to when I'm feeling down and in the dark. <laughs> in 
Why do when you're down? Is that because they they go a bit dark, so it makes you feel better? It's because no, I think it's because they're my friends, and it stops me feeling lonely. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, well, is it or is it <laughs> pathetic? It's not pathetic. It's nice, isn't it? Because they're your friends yeah. and you're listening to them. Yeah. And yeah. they make you feel less alone. That's nice. But then you got him back to sleep. That's good. And then he went to sleep. But it was difficult, Rob, because because it was pitch black. <laughs> I didn't know if he'd gone to sleep. I was. It was purely done on. I was like, his breathing's changed. Oh, because you couldn't see him at all. I couldn't see him at all because I was in the pitch dark. Really? It's like a kind of taskmaster task. It's never that dark. Have you got blackout curtains then? Put it this way. I'm not going to put it that way, actually, because that's a really inappropriate joke. Okay. Let's be, let's beep it out, and then we beep out the joke. <laughs> put it this way. The room was so dark that... Um, oh, God. What is it going to be? could quite happily have made a mistake in that room. It was that dark. <laughs> okay. You could see the other the other side of the case. You, you are, you're, you're in that darkness. Okay, fair enough. All right. So it's very dark. So you didn't know. It was so dark. You went on breathing and put him down. Yeah. And it worked. And it worked. That's good. Yeah. And then went back to bed. And then oh, he woke up at like half six. It's untenable, Rob. 420. It's unacceptable. <laughs> that is a, it's, yeah, it's because really... it just ruins every social situation it's, it's too early I mean I remember when we went to centre parks with them when they were little and my daughter woke up every day at like 4.30 and I remember oh, waiting for baby Jake to come on the telly and it, oh. I, and I hate baby Jake and now I, I know that baby Jake's a grown up and I, if I see him I think I'll have a row of him and I know it's got <laughs> nothing to do with him because it was 10 years ago and it's, a, it's an 11 year old boy now baby Jake because baby Jake's a grown up oh my god well not a grown up but he's 11 you wouldn't recognise it, though. But I know, but he, he, saw, he was on so early in the morning. Oh, God. And I remember it coming on, and yeah, 4am is just a killer. I think we're going to have to think about some kind of sleep training. But it doesn't feel... But what's difficult about it, because people are... Like, I was talking to my friend, and his wife listens to this, and they've got a similarly, like, two-week-older baby than us. And she was... He was like, she can't believe that you're son is like sleep basically sleeping for that long without waking up at like 1am or anything mm, I think it's pretty good to be fair yeah it is pretty good but, but how's it it's still not... <laughs> alright don't get me up with me because your baby wakes up like a fucking cockerel <laughs> but I know I know it's pretty good it is good you just have to go to bed earlier it's like an hour and a half from perfection <laughs> isn't everything it's so tantalising it's so close you're like if you did 6am all you need is that extra hour beyond five. Josh, that's what life is. There'll always be something else. There will all wanting is the thing that kills you. All right, I feel like Ringo Starr with a can of beans. <laughs> just say because then there'll be another thing. Yeah, but I know. just embrace that. You know, you get a whole evening. Well, I don't, Rob. <laughs> well, no, it's because you're out working, but Rose does. But no, I don't. yeah, but we're in bed at fucking nine. <laughs> And not because we've got a wall-to-wall shagging. We're in bed trying to get to sleep, knowing that we're up in seven hours. Absolutely non-stop bang session, 9pm till midnight, and then a couple of hours sleep back up again. You guys are animals. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counsellors who get to know you and your goals to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. 
Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. At the UPS Store, we want to make this summer the summer of shipping. Summer Shipalooza. So you can start crossing items off your must-ship list. Like the vintage film camera your college kid needs for class. Or the vase you told your mom you would send her ages ago. And with our pack-and-ship guarantee, your items arrive safe or we reimburse you. So stop by your local store today for everything you need to be unstoppable. Visit the upsstore.com slash guarantee for full details. Available at participating locations. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. But got the bedroom back. Got the bed. Oh, okay. Got the bedroom back. Wow, wow. <laughs> how long? How long until you uh, make make the move, Josh? What to a vasectomy? <laughs> no, before you just sort of you go, hey, 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 babe. Uh-huh. Now we've got the room back, uh, Rob. What you uh, what you're saying? <laughs> I am too tired for that. Because no, I no offense, Josh. I don't have you down as a sex man at the best on your best day. Okay, <laughs> on your best, I don't have you down as a sting kind of guy, right? So I can only imagine when you're tired, what it is. Almost like you know, sort of like yoga with a partner, mate. My sexual tastes are pedestrian, and I'm happy with it. You like doing it in the street. I'm- <laughs> I think being a sex person is a bit overrated at points, isn't it? Yeah, I, think. I, I just think it sounds tiring and too much effort. It sounds someone who's really into stamps, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you've got your thing, fair enough, but I'm not bothered. Sex is good, but, you know, let's not complicate matters. <laughs> let's not overthink this. Yeah, let's not overthink. I've got enough, I've got enough things to worry about. I don't need to worry about the, this performance, as well as everything else. <laughs> I've been doing variety in the evening in front of the Queen. <laughs> Don't need variety at home. Um, well, anyway, well, that's good, though, Josh. I think that seven till four, is, there'll be people listening to be very jealous of that. I know. Not to make you feel bad about it, but I think, you know, four is brutal, though. Yes. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Well, to be fair, I'm getting up at five with a dog. How's the dog? Do you know what? To be fair, I can't really moan. It's, it's fine. Do you know what? It's horrific for about two or three weeks. And once you get a handle on it, it's still a bit annoying because you're getting up early and stuff and doing stuff. But it basically is fine. But it's a real, real... If you're contemplating a third kid, it's a, it really reminds you you don't want one. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a real... Well, guys, look, here's a couple of weeks of this. See how you get on. And then you'll realise it's not for you. You don't want any more. So that's been quite good. But yeah, it's not too bad. We're taking it in turns. Lou's doing more of the night shifts because I've been gigging. But uh, yeah, it's all been good. Um, kid, Kids-wise, though, um, my three-year-old's obsessed with Remembrance Sunday, which is nice. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's no danger of her not remembering because she brings it up every fucking day <laughs> since no she got told about it. Yeah. Um, what, when are you going to die, Dad? Um, why do oh you die? God. When am I going to die? When Mum's going to die? How oh old are you when God. you die? What is old? Um, why are there wars? Why do people fight? Why do we, oh people kill word. each other? Why do you have to remember? Where's your poppy? You need to wear a poppy. You must remember. Are you dead yet? When are you going to die? So, you know, it's great education, oh isn't word. it? Yeah, Sometimes, mad, why it? the fuck does a three-year-old need to know about remembering? Remembrance Sunday. Oh, no. Why? Why did they learn it at a nursery? Well, I imagine so, yeah, but maybe that's to do the minute silence thing. But they're not in on Sunday. No, but that's, that, it happens on the 11th, doesn't it? Oh, right, yeah. So maybe, maybe they did that and she's asked some questions. And I suppose they've got to answer the questions, but fuck, you know. We'll want to oversee the minute silence at nursery. 
<laughs> screaming at him, you don't know what they sacrificed for you. Yeah, this is disrespectful. Um, that is mad. So what, can I ask you what your, what your answers are, Rob? Yeah, you do die when you get old, um, but don't worry, we're not old. Um, they yeah. did say, I went, what happens when you die? I went, and I just said, yeah, you just grow into a tree. Oh. So you become a tree. That's nice. And then you're born a baby again. Did you? You went with reincarnation? Yeah, fuck it, why not? Why not? Why not? It's a nice uh, one, isn't it? Yeah, and we don't know it's not true. Well, yeah, but exactly. This could be the truth. It could be reincarnation. So I'm not, you know, not lying to her. But yeah, so I sort of said that. But also she's asking a lot of questions now, the three-year-old. So she's noticing stuff. So we went to the park and on the park, he's got a sign where it says no dogs. So she goes, oh, look, no dogs in the park. I go, yep. And then it was shouting. A lot of person shouting, what's that? When I said no shouting and being loud. And she was like, oh, okay. And then she went, oh, and no leaves. And it was a cannabis leaf. Right? She went, no leaves. I went, yeah. And then we're in the park, and obviously it's autumn. There's fucking yeah, leaves everywhere. Right? She's like, and so she's trying to get them out. <laughs> <laughs> this poor kid's like, there's, I'd say on the floor, three to four thousand leaves. She's attempting to pick up on her own. <laughs> but no leaves. I went, no, 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 it wasn't leaves. It was can. It was, a, it was just a certain type of leaf. Yeah, nice. She went, what one? I went, a cannabis leaf. And she went, what's that? And then I went, oh, it's drugs. Did you hear? Yeah, he went, it's drugs. You can't do drugs in here. Out, I was like, outside here, though, you can. Just over there in the main bit of grass. But in it, by the swings, no drugs. I love that there's a no cannabis sign. A no cannabis sign? Cannabis is illegal. Well, exactly, but Everywhere. also... Everywhere. It's like saying no murder. Yeah, no murder. No no, yeah, no, no stealing all the stuff, please. You know. So I just said, it's drugs. What are drugs? I went, they're things that you have that make you go all weird. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm saying the right thing, but I'm very much a freewheeling, improvising yeah, parent. Well, yeah, I think that's all right. Yeah, so that's been going on. Um, the other thing as well, I don't know about with girls, my daughter, my five-year-old, slipped on a chair and she landed like with the chair between her legs. Oh, like, you know, right. like, straight, you know, like, some of them gymnasts that slip and it yeah, goes yeah, between yeah. legs. Yeah, yeah. She's going, ow, ow, it hurts, it hurts. And she's like, what can I do? What can I do to make it better? But I don't know what to say, Josh, because I, I, I don't know how to deal with a vagina. I don't know what makes a vagina better. No, no, exactly. I don't know what the pains are. I know what it's like, you know, when you hurt your balls. Yeah. Th- there's nothing you can do. You, you, you just sit there through the pain. You, you sort of hold them, but... Do you know what? When you hurt your balls, yeah. the feeling of it stopping hurting is probably oh. the best feeling in the world. It's almost worth being kicked in the balls. Yeah, that, so like, there's nothing you can say. But I don't know if vaginas are like that. So I knew I was asleep, so I didn't, I didn't want to... I haven't got... I don't know what you do. So what did you say? You're getting into a lot of pickles where they're asking you questions, aren't you? I'm talking about drugs, vaginas and the dead. God! What a week. What a week! Because if she slipped on her head or her arm, I'd have got a bit of ice to put on it. You can ice a vagina, can't you? God, <laughs> who knows? I think it's, it's a part of the body, Rob. Don't be scared. I don't know, can you ice a vagina? I'll ask, well, maybe I'll ask, I'll ask a vagina next time. I don't know, but I don't know what. I'd say the last minute is probably the bit of our podcast that's had the most potential titles in the, uh... <laughs> in the history. I don't know if you can ice a vagina. I assume you can, but I don't. I, I feel like I need a second opinion before I start cavaliering. With a vagina ice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you just type vagina into Google, it's never medical, is it? No. Can you ice a vagina? I mean, it's not one of the most popular searches. Pain from frictional pressure should end on its own in a matter of hours. In the meantime, an ice pack may help vulva discomfort. There we go. You know for next time. Don't place the ice pack directly on the vulva. I mean, Josh, between you and me, fuck knows which bit's the vulva. You can't, if I've Google search for Johnny, you can't chuck Volvo back at me. <laughs>
Do you know what I mean? No, that's not helpful. I'm just learning. What is a vulva? Also, I tell you what, Rob. It's good that you're doing this now because the last thing you want is your kids to see that you're Googling about their vaginas before you offer your advice. Well, now I've Googled it and the vulva seems to be all of it. I've Googled search and it says vulva. Then it goes down to a little sort of, like, you know, a family tree graph. Yeah. So it has vulva. Then there's three lines coming off that it says labia minora, labia majora and clitoris. So is a vulva just a whole bit of it? I do think you should be on private browsing at this moment, Rob. <laughs> it's medicine. This is a doctor's research. You're one Google click away from some <laughs> some very interesting websites. Anyway, I don't. But you know, I I don't know. Maybe we'll find out if there's. I'll ask Lou. But if anyone knows if you can ice a vagina or which bits of vulva, let us know. But um, in the meantime, I'm just, I just left it, and hopefully it'll be better. That's the hope. <laughs> That's the hope. That's sort of been my week, really, mate. Oh, also, I've got a dog voice as well. I, I need to tell you about. You've got a dog voice. Yeah, because when you need them to come to you, you have to like you. Good, it's all, good they, safe. They don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> good boy. <laughs> I'm trying to get this dog to come. Good boy. Oh, no, oh not like that. Okay, good boy, come in. Anyway, so you have to you have to be like excited and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. high pitched, but I didn't know that. And that it, were, it basically we tried recall, we and. It completely ignored me and went to Lou every single time. It was you awful. You can do dog training. Yeah, so we're signing up for a bit. It, to be fair, he's fairly well behaved. Um, he's just a puppy, so it's just a bit of a learning curve. But I do need a dog voice. But it's like, kill me, puppy. And it's, you, you sound insane, but it's what, it's what you have to do, um, yeah. I'm afraid. So I've got a dog voice now. I didn't know I needed one. Oh, that's good. We should uh, say that um, you can still sign up for uh, the mailing list. Uh, for our live show, which is at Hackney Empire. Oh, yes. Live show, the mailing list. We, uh, we, this goes out Tuesday. Thursday, the email will go out. So if you go to um, yep. our Instagram and go to our link in the bio, you can get the mailing list link and you can sign up to the mailing list if you want to come to the live show. At the moment, it's just Hackney Empire. However, if lots of people sign up all around the country, then potentially you might do a tour, but it depends on demand, really. So if you're interested in coming to see us do a live version, please sign up and then we'll look at the numbers and see if, if we can do it and stuff like that. As this stands, this is the only time we will ever be doing this on stage. Yes, at the moment, it's the only gig we've got planned because we've got live stand-up shows talk planned for next year. Which my agent did say I need to start mentioning. Yeah, <laughs> OK, and that is a worrying sign. Yeah. So you need to mention your tour shows for next year. She did say it's fine. But you you do mention the book a lot and you never really mention the tour. You never mention the tour. Okay, but have you got a few more tickets to sell then, basically? Well, I don't know. I don't ever look at the sales. I'd argue if your agent says it's fine, yeah. it's not. It's not. No. So do buy tickets <laughs> for the tour. Anyway, uh, the reason I bring this up, Rob, yeah. is um, I thought you could do our, uh, if you do the mailing list address, which we need to read out. Oh, yeah. In your dog voice. <laughs> okay, right. It's a long one, isn't it? Yeah, it's a long old one, isn't it? It's parentinghelppodcast.mailchimps. <laughs> I can't do it, it's too many. I could put come in, but it's a parentinghelppodcast.mailchimpsites.com. Good boy, good boy. Very good, very good. <laughs> but if not, just go on Instagram. Um, Josh, let's do yeah. some Instagram messages and emails for our peeps. Um, hi, Rob and Josh. Ryan from Chorley. You were talking the other week about where the weirdest place is to listen to the podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. We get very excited by American and overseas listeners. Tokyo, I'd love a Japanese listener. 
if we've got one, please uh, get in touch. Yeah. Get in um, touch. You don't have to be Japanese, but if you're listening in Japan, that'll be quite nice yeah. to know. Um, anyway, this is the weirdest place I've been listening. I've just had a vasectomy listening to the episode where Rob goes mental about his new dog pissing and shitting every two hours. Fun times. <laughs> Got me through the 20 minute process of some bloke sucking, sucking around with my testicles. I don't think you should be sucking it, right? <laughs> Sucking is that a thing? Can you read that again? So basically, what he's saying is he had a vasectomy and he was listening to this podcast when I was talking about the dog shitting and pissing everywhere. Um, A lot of people are getting in contact saying that I don't refer to my dog by its name, I just call it the dog, but I don't think that'll be changing. Um, Anyway, uh, fun times got me through the 20 minute procedure of some bloke sucking around with my testicles. What does that mean? Sucking around? Messing around or poking around, but sucking. Maybe do they suck it? I thought they tie it up. I thought they'd cut and then they tie the tubes up. I don't think they suck the, all the spunk out, do they? <laughs> they suck all the spunk out. I'm going to give you a little treat. I'm just going to pop down there and have a bit of a suck around. <laughs> Let me just taste it. Mm, yep, you're still fertile, unfortunately. I'm going to have to tie it up. <laughs> it's the taste test. <laughs> oh, this is a good one as well, Josh. Morning slags. Which um, <laughs> is such an aggressive and funny... Yeah. Morning slags. I was just on my morning run listening to the podcast when you start discussing running. I was on my last kilometre of my run when Rob exclaims, if you're running, listening now, go on, keep going. Feeling encouraged by your words, I pushed on, full pace, maximum effort. No more than 10 seconds later, I tripped over and sprained my ankle. (gasps) I know, I've done him. Hoping nobody had seen, I got up and looked around sheepishly, only to know it's two young kids pointing and laughing at me. I learned two things. The kids and Rob Beckett owe me two weeks' pay because I can't go to work. Cheers, Lewis. Oh, no. Unlucky, you slag. Unlucky. (laughs) We can't keep calling people slags, can we? No, we can't. Well, it's our thing now. I think you can call a bloke a slag. You definitely can't call a woman a slag. No, you definitely can't. So Lewis there, who I assume is a bloke, has called me a slag, so I'm calling him a slag, and I think that's a fair exchange. That's totally acceptable. That's a slag agreement that we've got there. That's a slag agreement. Hi, Rob and Josh. I'm not a parent, but absolutely love the show. Makes me laugh all the time as I work from home. Mm -hmm. On the pod recently, you asked what things people wear to bed. I was seeing a guy once who used to sleep with a T-shirt over his head. Mm. I asked him about it. He said it helps to block out any light. Sort of made sense, but his room was pretty dark, so I didn't see the need. I asked him why he didn't use a proper sleeping mask. He said he didn't like the tightness on his head. I agree with that. I want my eyes covered, but the tightness is too tight. Totally agree. So they saying I should go down a t-shirt route? Well, what, what do you do for light on the face? Well, I, to be honest, I just sort of lay there awake and then eventually just pass out. <laughs> I need a healthier bedtime routine. Try the t-shirt over your head. I'll probably watch TikTok for two hours until it falls on my head and then go to sleep. (laughs) But I'm going to try the t-shirt over the head. And also, I imagine if you practice sleeping with a t-shirt over your head, if you are ever taken hostage, you'll have a good kip. (laughs) You'll be out like an absolute light. (laughs) Got nothing to tell you, mate, apart from my sweet, sweet dreams I keep having. Yeah. How was the uh, two weeks in the... the, um... Being taken hostage, I slept like a baby. I'm really cool. Oh, you yeah. know, I'd probably, I'd probably have a better sleep than I am at the moment, Rob. I came out better rested, in actual fact, yeah, being taken exactly. hostage. It was a nice break. It was a nice break. <laughs> well, they do play the sound of crying babies as punishment in torture. Do they? Yeah, it's a technique. Oh, that, that would a frying pan into the fire for me, that would be. Oh, this one's good. Here we go. Funny birthing story. My sister had to have a C-section for the birth of my nephew. And whilst they were removing the baby and he was still attached by the umbilical cord to my, uh, my, my sister, the exposure to the fresh air made him wee everywhere, including 
over the partition between my sister and the doctors into her face. Oh, my God. Do you want to see this picture? Yeah. It's amazing. Do I want to see this picture? <laughs> it's one of my favourite photos because all the staff, all the nurses and the midwives are pissing themselves laughing as this baby pisses on the mum's face. I mean, what a terrible start to being a mother. This poor woman. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to ask if we can get that permission because that's got to go on Instagram. That is unbelievable. They are having the time of their lives. It's like a, it's almost like an infinity pool because technically that baby's still attached. <laughs> yeah. She's feeding the baby through the umbilical cord as it pisses into her mouth and it goes through and round. Horrendous. That is amazing. It's a great photo, isn't it? That is that is wonderful. And the doctor and the midwife are having. The time of their lives. I know, they're loving that. Wouldn't you, though, as well? Long shift, just see a baby pissing on its mum's face. Oh, my word. That's the dream, isn't it, from above? Umbilical cords are mental, aren't they? Did you cut the umbilical cord? Yes, against my will. Yeah, well, you feel you have to, don't you? I got bullied into it. Yeah, who by? The midwife. What do you think? Timmy Mallet? <laughs> Jeremy Beadle's there winding me up. Yeah. Well, you're doing the wrong variety again <laughs> between Timmy Mallet and Jeremy Beadle. <laughs> Bit of an upgrade on last time. <laughs> The, the midwife was like, yeah, you do it, you do it. And I didn't want to. I felt like I'd done nothing to warrant getting involved at that oh, point. It took me so many cuts. They said that they said the scissors must be blunt, but I think they were being polite. Oh, no, Josh. <laughs> Just couldn't get it. Started chewing through it like a cellophane on a videotape. <laughs> uh, would you like a more tired than Josh story? I'm a dad of two boys, both of whom took two years before they slept through the night. Oh, oh my word. Fuck off. But as there was an 18-month gap between them, we therefore went for around four years without an unbroken night's sleep. Oh, my God. At one point during the hazy period, I got up one morning to drive <laughs> to work. But when I got into the car, I was bemused to find that someone had stolen my steering wheel. <laughs> I sat there trying to work out where it had gone, yeah. how someone could nick it, and why that's all that had been taken. And it finally dawned on me that I was sat in the back seat, <laughs> staring at the driver's chair. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Just lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. Oh, my God. My boys, Isaac and Finley, are now six and four, respectively. And while they wake at 6am every day, those months of being so tired you feel like your face might fall off have thankfully passed. It's from Alan Wilkes. It is mad, though, because basically what happens is you get no sleep until you basically just accept you get up at six for the rest of your life. Yeah. Exactly. I'd never, I used to go up at 10am was my get up time when I worked, you know, when I just was gigging all the time. Yeah, of course. I'd get in about midnight, go to bed about two after watching a bit of telly, wake up at 10 o'clock. Exactly. And that's all right. You're working late nights, right? Yeah. But never. Never. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, Rob, 
So I had a uh, car issue again. Oh no, what's happened to your car? So I was very close to the petrol running out. Okay, how close? What, what, what miles were you down to? Six, right? Six miles. Six miles. And I thought tomorrow I'm going to go and fill the car up. Yeah. Right? And then uh, that night, went to bed, woke up at um, midnight, my daughter crying, and we went up. She had croup. Have you, have your children had croup? No, never. Ha- it's we've, horrible. We've always swerved the croup. Sure, all the others, you know, chicken pox, the lot, chest infections, never croup. So croup is horrible because it's a cough, but it also sounds like you're struggling for breath. My kids choked a lot on food growing up and I, oh God, don't. So it's like. (coughs) (coughs) Like sleep apnea, like a granddad. Yeah, so awful, right? So we're like, well, you've got to, she's had it before, which is, because she's had it before, it's less scary. Yeah. Take her to a, I had to take her to A&E at midnight. Oh, no. Was this last week? Yeah, this How did you not lead with that? Do you know what, Rob? I don't know. <laughs> it's been such a week that I only remembered it when that guy talked about his car. <laughs> okay, so you have had a fucking week, mate. Yeah, so scary. Obviously, this is the first time we've had to go to A&E at night when we've got two kids, so yeah. only I could go because Rose had to stay here. So I drove her to A&E in the car. So you didn't know she had croup at this point? Well, we, it was, yeah, it, you could tell because we'd done it because we've had it before. Yeah, so is a croup an A&E thing or was she particularly bad with it? Yeah, they can't breathe properly. Basically, they then give them steroids to take in a kind of um, orally, like like cowpole. Okay, so like in the daytime, would you have taken her to the GP to get the prescription or would it have been that A&E again for croup? I don't know because I think it gets worse at night, so I don't know. It, but it's, it's pretty horrible. You couldn't yeah. plow on with your life. Oh, no, I'm not suggesting you do. I just don't know what it is. But So basically, you need to get her the, the, the medicine as quick as possible, really. Yeah, so if you yeah, go to exactly. A&E, it's in and out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Drove to A&E. Homerton. And also, when you've got kids, fuck it, what's the difference between 2 in the afternoon and 2 a.m.? Exactly. You're up. You're up. You're up. But so, petrol-wise? Got to A&E, fine. What, with six miles? Six miles. It's <laughs> probably about two miles to Homerton. Okay. So, with croup, they've got to hear the thing. So, suddenly, she's not making the noise as oh, soon as we get classic. in there. Absolute classic. So, when you take a car, in it, you take the car to the garage because something's clapping yeah, and then exactly. it's kind of, yeah, okay, classic, yeah. So, they have this all the time, obviously. They're like, you just sit here. Yeah. We'll listen out. When we hear croup, we'll come in. It's weak because now you're hoping she's got croup again. You want it gone, but now you're there. You want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, come on, mate, the sound, mate. It's always the wanting that gets you, isn't it, Josh? It's the wanting. It's, it's all about desire. You don't want that... croup. Now you want croup because you're there to get the medicine that you want. And you want petrol. Exactly. <laughs> so we get the medicine. She makes the sound. We get the medicine. Then you have to wait an hour till the medicine kicks in. Yeah. But she's fine. It's amazing how quickly your mood goes from worrying about your child's survival <laughs> to fucking bored. <laughs> fucking here again with her old croupy. Yeah, like, Captain Croup's oh in the town. Oh my God, just watching the clock tick down <laughs> at 1am. Anyway, get back home, 3am. <laughs> I think I'll sleep on her floor. She doesn't want me to sleep in her bedroom, so I have to sleep next door to her bedroom in the in my office on the floor. Well, hang on. So you've took her back home? Yeah. She's... So why are you sleeping? She wants you near her? No, I was like, I think just because of the breathing thing and stuff. Yeah, so like, you just wanted to sleep yeah, with her, but yeah, she won't yeah. let you be in the room? No, she won't let me be in the room. So basically, I'm next door with the door open, <laughs> sleeping on the floor of my office. <laughs> A bed that is still next to me as I do this. And I then used, when I got back from the Royal Variety performance, because she'd had a nightmare, and when I got back, she was in my bed, in my position, so I had to... <laughs> I'd done the Royal Variety performance. I had to go and sleep on the floor of my own office. 
this isn't the story of a happy married man who's having a nice life and a good career. This sounds like a shamed sex pest that's now <laughs> been forced to sleep on his office floor because of his terrible deeds. You're a good guy, and this shouldn't be happening to you. <laughs> no. You're a good one. You're one of the good ones, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Well, we've already said I'm not a sex pest. No, you're not. I'm not. Yet? Yeah. You've done nothing yet. No, but bloody treated like one. <laughs> so anyway, next morning... Yep. Get in the car. I'm like, I've got to go and get petrol. Yeah. One mile, it says. <laughs> it said one mile. One mile's not a lot in London either with the traffic, is it? No. And the tension of that drive. Where's the nearest petrol station? There's no petrol stations near you because it's quite built up. And it's Cambridge Heath Road. Oh, my God. It's about a mile away. <laughs> um, That's what you needed it. Yeah. Right on the fucking nose. One one click. Drive really slowly. Get there. I, I, the one thing I was thinking is, at least if I break down, I mean, there's men around to help me push the car to the side of the road or whatever. <laughs> All women, Josh. All women. People. <laughs> women can push cars too. But Rob. Yes. That is true. Yep. But if but, I'm... But, but what, mate? Do you, do you want a gig on talk radio? <laughs> All right, Mark Dolan. <laughs> Start cutting up some masks in a minute. <laughs> Talk me through it, yeah? You're in the street. If I'm in the street and I need someone to push my car with me, yeah. I'd say, because of my reputation as a sex pest that I've recently got this week, I don't want to go up to women I don't know and say, will you push my car with me? It feels it feels creepy. <laughs> Can you push my car, please? Um, well, yeah. yeah, they might. They, I think, you know, it's a new world, isn't it? Before you know it, I'm having to do an on-air apology. Yeah, but on the last leg. Please, can you help push my car, please? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it has got a Confederate flag on the front of it because I'm a big red-faced gammon conservative Republican, yeah? And I do believe we have the right to bear arms, but please push this car, man. Um, so did you make it? Get to the petrol station. You got, you made it? Yeah. By the way, I put a picture of the one-mile thing on my Instagram stories and every comment was from a listener of this show going... I hope your tyres were pumped up as well. It's like, I realise I have no ability with cars. No. And as if to highlight that, I get there, and then I've never seen this in a petrol station before. It says, go in and pay before you do the petrol. Oh. So I lock my car, go in. They go, yeah, that's wrong. Go back out and do the petrol. I get back outside. Oh, so that's wrong, so you don't have to go in? Yeah, don't have to go in. You walking back and forth don't contribute to the miles left in the car, no, no, does no, it? No, no, okay, but, cool. but I did lock my car to go in. Yeah. Come out, and I can't open the bloody metal bit of the petrol cap, Rob. You know, you push it and it pops out. Weak wrists. The metal lid bit. I can't do it, and it's stuck. Isn't there a button inside the car? I couldn't find one. Have you put petrol in it ever? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but it wouldn't open. And I was like, oh, my God, this is a disaster. What am I going to do? I haven't got enough petrol to leave. Yeah. But I can't open the petrol cap to put in more petrol. So then... <laughs> what, is it, what is wrong with you? I don't... I don't know what I'm doing. Because I think I'm bad with cars. You're really bad. I'm really bad. I actually rang you in the week to ask you advice on a car. Yeah, you rang the wrong guy. <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm going to get the one you've got. Yeah, well, I tell you what, here's a tip, Rob. Yeah. More from one man to another. When, or, or, or women. <laughs> people to people, go on. From people to people. Human to human. Human to human. When you lock the car, <laughs> it does lock the petrol cap thing, even though... You don't realise, so because okay. I'd centrally locked the whole car when going in to try and pay. Yeah. 
I'd locked the petrol cap thing. I didn't know it locked. Who knew that? Who knew? Well, we know now. All the men know now because it was man to man, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So then I unlocked the car to try and find a button to open the petrol cap and the petrol cap thing unlocked. Oh. So then I got in. Yeah. But for that minute, when I thought I'm not going to be able to open the petrol cap thing here, and I was like hitting it, I was like, "This guy, oh. don't! I'm pressing it hard." <laughs> Have you got pressure in the tyres now as well? Is that all sorted? Yeah, because my dad came to stay, so he did it for me. Oh, so you still haven't done it? No, he did it with me. No, but you. Oh, so he showed you how to do it. He showed me how to do it. Oh, yeah. I, I bet he loved that. Although I bet you're funny on the telly. Yeah, yeah, but you can't put air in your tyres, <laughs> eh? Get old Daddy Widder come down. Is it a generational thing, or are we just shit? Um, I think two things. One, it's a generational thing where you sort of... Car, cars were something that you was a bit more involved in. Now they're all so automated. You feel like you don't need to know anything about them. Yeah, but before yeah. it was a bit of something you'd have to do with the oil yourself. But now they're so well advanced that they sort of do look after themselves to a point. But also, back in the day, you didn't have much else to do in the evenings. So they would go and put air in the tyres for a little trip out. Yeah, of course. My mum and dad used to go for a drive with the radio on. Yeah, that's the thing people do, go for a drive. Not anymore. So I think it's a combination of cars are more advanced now, so they sort of sort themselves out. And also, um, you know, your dad's a boring old bastard. <laughs> no, I'm, j- I'm joking. I love your dad. What's your dad's name? Tom. Tom, Tom. Great guy. Good guy. Knows about air pressure. There we go. It looks like I'm getting the same car as you now, though, so I'm going to regret that. Well, get the same car, and I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Don't, <laughs> don't lock it. Whatever you do before you go to put petrol in it. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Josh, we do small business shout outs. I've yeah. got, all, I've got, do you want one more Instagram? Yeah. Why yeah not? Okay, one why more not? Instagram, then we do small business. Here we go. This is a good one. This is from Claire, which is spelled C L A I R E. My favourite way to spell Claire. Is that your favourite way to spell Claire? I'm not a big fan of Claire. Of Clara. Clara. Claire. Anyway. Hi, Rob and Josh. I've just listened to the story about the pube-eating toddler. And it, this was when a, a toddler accidentally ate pubes. Not that that's yeah. all they ate. And it was like yeah. some sort of wacky eater program. About the pube-eating toddler. Oh, cool. So can I say, Frankie Bridge is going in the jungle. She came on as a guest. I think she's going to win it. That's my betting tip. If anyone wants a betting tip on uh, the jungle. right? Yeah, I think Frankie Bridge will win it. You always make money on betting on the jungle, don't you? You're good at it. Yeah, I do. I do. I got Giovanna Fletcher last year. Quite hot. But that was an obvious one. Basically, the key to I'm a Celebrity winners is you want normally a mum with young children that she misses and cries when the letters come out. Uh. That wins votes. You want someone that's involved in a pop group, a boy band or a girl. You're writing this down. A pop group, girl band or boy band. Keen Egan's one. You know, Giovanna Fletcher one. She's a mum with young kids and a podcast following. But also a boyfriend slash husband, I think his husband, is in McFly. You need the power of the... Why is the pop group thing useful? Because... They're obsessive fans, so they will pick up the phone and right. vote. It's not about who's the most popular, it's who's going to pick up the phone to vote. Yeah. So it needs to be pop groups, Keen Egan one from Westlife. And it, so basically anything involved in a pop group or a mum that cries when their kids are young. She is the favourite, Frankie Bridge. Four to one, I can get on her. Exactly, 100%. Because there, are, there aren't there is anyone else that could really compete, I don't think. If there was someone in, like, a boy band member, like Ronan Keating, he'd probably win because of the following of the pop group. But she's, you know, in the Saturdays, wasn't she? And she's um, very popular on the telly, and she's got young kids that she'll probably miss when she's away. So that's my tip. Rob, there's four of them I've not heard of. Is that that's embarrassing, isn't it? I know. Who haven't you heard of? Danny Miller. He's from Emmerdale. I know him, I think. He's the second favourite. Yep. And I know Simon Gregson, he is Steve McDonald, isn't he? Yeah. David Ginella, obviously I know him. Know him, yeah. Uh, Richard Maidley, I know him. Yeah. Louise Minchin, I did Tipping Point against her. Did you smash her to pieces in Tipping Point? Well, it's not been out yet, but let's put it this way. Have a watch and enjoy. Adam <laughs> Woodyat. Woodyat. Ian Bill. Ian Bill. Yep. 
Not heard of Naughty Boy. He's a he's like a musician. He's yeah, he works with lots of different people. Uh, Kadena Cox, Paralympian. Yep, you know all about her. Yeah, I've not heard, met her. Obviously, I've not met Snoochie or don't know who Snoochie Shy is. <laughs> Snoochie Shy, I think she's a DJ. Right. Yep. I don't know who Matty Lee is. Matty Lee. Oh, he's the Tom Daly's dive partner. Oh yes. Come on, mate. Get you to grips with it. Can you you gonna watch Armour Celebrity this year? No. I think you should. For the you've never watched it. I think you should. I, I watched it when Joel was in it. I think you should, and let us know what you think of it um, as a little feature. I'm already watching Strictly, Rob. <laughs> I'm not a 50 year old woman. What's happening to my life? <laughs> no, you just look like one. Right here we go. <laughs> Rob and Josh. <laughs> you just look and sound like one. I can't find a thing for the petrol. I've locked the car. Tom, come help me, please. I can't find my pet. Sadly, got one more. Oh no. One of the best Alan Carr impressions I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> She's actually been ripping off the female version of Josh Willickham. He's 58. That's what he's been doing for years. Anyway, this is the pubic and toddler, quickly, because we've run out of time. Okay, now. go, go, go. And it reminded me of when my eldest was nine months old. He had just started crawling. One morning, we came downstairs. I put him on the floor of the living room. And when I went in the kitchen to make breakfast, I came back. After a minute or two, I noticed there appeared to be some blood around his mouth. So I panicked. Oh I picked him up, only to find that he had a handful of mouse innards that our cat had kindly brought as a oh present. Oh, my God. So he'd been eating a dead mouse. Oh, my word. He didn't want to oh wait for breakfast. God. He was just chewing on a dead mouse. Oh, my God. Awful. He's now a very Awful. healthy nine-year-old, so hopefully it didn't do him any harm. But I still feel very sick each time I think about it. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the entertainment, Claire. P.S. He occasionally coughs up hairballs. But apart from that, there's been no side effects from eating that mouse. <laughs> And he can lick his own ass. Well done. Okay, very, that's a very healthy and flexible nine-year-old. Good luck. Um, wow. Right, Josh, let's do small business shout-outs. Okay. Oh, we've got a lot of them. Tell me when to stop, Rob. Uh, stop. Right. Did you, did you just pick one out of the list? Yeah, just whatever it landed on. Oh, nice. Hi, Rob and Josh. Hi, I'm Kat from Cheltenham, and I am the owner of Handmade Happiness. I make cards and wedding favours. You- oh, God, I've found like some sort of... Um, Sort of hand job enterprise, <laughs> some sort of wanking, wanking setup. <laughs> Big happy ending. Because you think you've just handmade happiness is not. That, it's not right? wanking. No one's getting wanked off. It's no. separate. Okay, sorry. No. I mean, it's not a bad business idea, is it? It's not the worst business idea. Just train stations in sort of small business towns. Just sort of you walk in. It's almost like a like an escalator. You know them flat escalators. You walk in. Someone wanks you off. By the time you get to the end, you leave. Eight quid a go. Everyone's happy. Eight quid is not enough. <laughs> Depends. Round it? it up to a tenner. Okay. No, eight quid, but you always give them a tenner and it's that sort of unspoken tip of two quid. Yeah, like a taxi. Yeah, the unspoken tip. That's what we could call the company. <laughs> okay, sorry. Go. Heads or tails? Ooh. Oh, hey, cards and wedding favours. Sorry, let's do this properly without all the wankies. Are. Using biodegradable paper, which contains wildflower seeds. So rather than battling with the guilt of recycling cards, the recipient can plant them. You can plant the card. Oh, God. So she is actually de-seeding people. It's all coming back to it's coming back to haunt of this business. Sorry, I'm so sorry. You can plant I'm talking. the card. It contains seeds. You can plant it instead of making it a card. It makes it a card and gift all in one go. Oh, that's nice. You can fo- that is good, isn't it? Actually, I think I prefer that than a hand job. <laughs> I'm getting older. It's nice. You can put that on all your promotional literature. Rob Beckett, I'd prefer this to a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Facebook at Handmade Happiness Cheltenham. Oh, lovely. Handmade Happiness Cheltenham on my Etsy store, which is www.etsy.com. Etsy is E-T-S-Y slash shop slash 
X Handmade Happiness X. Oh, lovely stuff. Okay, cool. I've got one here. This is Hi Rob and Josh. We would be very grateful for a shout out to our small business, So What Dad, please. It's called So, as in S E W, and then yeah. What Dad. Oh, okay. as in So What Dad, but sewing. You get you get in the yes, vibe. It's, no, it's, it's better it, written it, down. It, it. And it's they're on they're on uh, Instagram. So um, let me find it. So what dad? So what dad? Established in 2018 is a small independent family business consisting of a dad with a love of sewing and a mum with a passion for beautiful and sustainable clothing. Joe and Jazz, that's us. Love to give recycled vintage fabrics a new lease of life by creating bespoke quality handmade clothes for families to love, wear, and share. They provide a service to remember, clothes to treasure, and exquisite attention to detail with handmade creations in an array of sustainably sourced vintage fabrics. We are offering 10% for all listeners of the podcast using the discount code Parenting hell 10 and that's parenting with a capital p and hell with a capital h parenting hell 10 head to so what dad.co.uk to order or check out our instagram at so what dad s-e-w-w-h-a-t dad d-a-d for sustainable clothing inspiration thanks joseph oh that really nice clothes actually they lovely um outfits for kids and stuff as well so oh that's really nice oh my god rose is gonna love this mate what or the or the like the outfits? All oh, right, sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I thought you should. Fa- I thought you'd found something completely. I thought you'd found. I was like, oh no, oh no, no, no. He's going to found someone who's selling knickknacks. No, there's beautiful girls' dresses and stuff that are all oh. handmade. So basically, it's an old dress that they get, and then he sews a pattern on them. Oh, that is nice. That is lovely stuff. Um, yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, well, yeah. Check both of those businesses out, and uh, we'll be back on Friday with another Instagram. And we're back on Friday with, and I'm going to say it, Rob. The kind of person you think would win I'm a Celebrity? Yes, I'd, have, I'd put my money on him. It's um, H from Steps. It was a great one, wasn't it? Yes, he's a father of two twin boys. Um, really interesting as well, he talks about surrogacy, something we've not discussed, but is something that a lot of people are um, going through or just deciding upon. So that was really interesting and loads of other funny stuff. And he does talk about Steps forming as well. So it's got everything it needs, Josh. Yeah, it's got everything you want. Look forward to it. See you Friday. Cheers, bye.